0: The Red Shirt Podcast was created by three passionate high school seniors whose lives revolve all around their love for professional and collegiate athletics. Our host consists of second-string quarterback Max Bernicino, his trusty old lineman Richard Jaquez, and loving support from student section leaders Sutter are With the draft coming to a close, it leaves us lined up to keep hoping for an NFL season. And with such a deep draft class, we're here to give you a recap on the best picks, the worst picks, and the picks that just came with a surprise. This is the Red Shirt Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the registered podcast. Max Richard and Zedrick here with you breaking down all things NFL draft this time. We gave you a round one recap, but obviously there were six more rounds to go. So we're here today going to talk to you about who you think had the best draft, the worst draft. Talk a little bit about our teams and just some notable picks that went along. So Richard, if you'd like to get us started, who had the best draft in your opinion?
2: Best draft in my opinion. Um, Very underrated team. Team that's on the come up. The Denver Broncos. Um, they drafted Jerry Judy, um, KJ Hamler, two very good wide receivers. Um, and they have court, um, Corey Sutton as a wide receiver. Um, they're just giving more targets to young quarterback Drew Drew Locke. Um, they also addressed some O line help. They drafted two offensive linemen in this draft. Um, I looked on ESPN, um, their biggest team needs, and they picked up at least one player for each of their team needs. So I give the Broncos an A-plus um, with their draft.
1: Okay. how do you, do you think they'll be able to compete with the Chiefs this year out in the West? Uh,
2: See, I don't think they can compete with the Chiefs because they still have – Defensive like troubles, um, they are getting Bradley Chubb off of a ACL injury. Um, he's coming, he's returning off of the ACL injury. But with the new rules, with there being seven teams in the playoffs now, I think the Broncos will be able to will be able to squeeze into the seventh spot or maybe make it into the sixth spot. But they definitely won't beat out the. Chiefs with their high-powered offense, but the Denver Broncos seem like they're trying to build their own little high-powered offense.
1: I agree with everything you just said. I think that this offseason, they obviously brought in Melvin Gordon, but I think they're really building around Drew Locke and kind of planning for the Mm -hmm. future. Um, It'll be interesting to see how both Judy and Hamler progress, because, I mean, if they both progress well, that could be too... That could be one of the deepest wide receiver trios in the league with Cortland Sutton already there, as you said. Um, I agree the defense probably needs just a little bit more fine tuning. Bradley Chubb obviously is a huge help. But they lost guys like Derek Wolf yeah. this year. So I think it'll be interesting. And
2: Von Miller's do. only getting older, so
1: Yeah. But um I think that's actually a good pick right there for best draft. Zedrick, who did you have? I
0: think it's it's it seems like hearing it from other people, it's the unanimous uh, decision that the Dallas Cowboys absolutely killed this draft. You start off with CD Lamb, just a good, a huge weapon for the Dallas Cowboys, only strengthening Prescott there, and it just kept on going into the next days. When you go into day two, you look at uh, t- uh, Trayvon Diggs, and just he's he'll be able to fit nicely into their defense. I, mm. I think all in all, Dallas Cowboys they were fitting all their needs. They drafted guys that are going to fit well into their program. I think uh, you can probably build off of me, Max, because I know you were thinking the same thing with me.
1: Yeah? Uh, you think it's the Cowboys' division to lose next season in the uh, NFC? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can say yeah. that.
2: I really like yeah. the addition of Trayvon Diggs. They lost um, Byron Jones to free agency. So Trayvon Diggs, really good corner, um, could develop. He is the brother brother of uh, Stefan Diggs, if I'm not wrong, brother or cousin, one or the other. Okay.
1: I don't. I don't either, but I believe you. But then I think the other thing that I like too is they brought in um, Reggie Robinson also to be another cornerback to help out. But they also drafted a center out of Wisconsin, Tyler Beadah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and too. Yeah. Travis Frederick just left in the off season. I think the Cowboys did do a very good job. I mean, the C.D. Lamb pick, I think, was kind of a luxury pick. Did they necessarily need him right there? No, but he was available, so they took him. But after they took C.D. Lamb, they just went out and they addressed team needs. I think they did a great job doing that. I think Trevin Diggs was actually a very um, good pick by them in the second round. I think he was maybe a little steal. That was a steal, I think. uh, Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma, the D tackle, too, getting to learn from guys like Gerald McCoy. I think he could be a good guy for the future of the Cowboys. I agree, Zedrick. I think they had a very yeah, good draft. Yeah, I think
0: draft. one of the things that also strengthened them in this whole draft is that it seems like they're kind of going towards problems that they had last season. Uh, a lot of the teams now in the league, they'll kind of try and draft these young guys, and it'll take a few years to build them up into the program, hoping that they're that one player. that will actually be their franchise player, star player, making some noise in the league. But I think what Dallas is going for, it just seem, it seems like Dallas is really lined themselves up to try and win the whole thing next year. They're not trying to – they're, they're drafting guys that are going to be huge in the program later on, but more so they want to win this next year. Dallas is
2: definitely one of those teams I could see um, winning it all. They're just giving – like there's no – there's just like no excuse next year. You have one of the best running backs, Ezekiel um, Elliott. Um, you have probably, I believe, the best receiving core in football.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's just a matter of executing at this point, as long as you get the whole coaching
1: situation and all that going, and yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, for my best draft, I had the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens, obviously, they have one of the best offenses with Lamar Jackson in the NFL. I'll get to their offense in a little bit, but defense is definitely one of their bigger question marks. They had huge linebacker needs, and they drafted Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. Patrick Queen out of LSU and Malik Harrison out of Ohio State. To kind of address both of those, they took a defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. Just I think we a
2: both rookie. called that too. So the, um, Patrick Queen. Yeah.
1: One. Yeah, and I like so I just think they did a great job of realizing what they needed to draft, and they found the right player that fit that need. And the offensive side of the ball, they drafted J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, which I think is an amazing pick. I know Mark Ingram's there, but Mark Ingram's like lifespan is running out. So I think having J.K. Dobbins there to not only learn from Mark Krieger but eventually take over and provide some fresh legs to that offense is a great pick. Um, they drafted Devin Duvernay out of Texas, another speed receiver to line up uh, opposite Marquise Brown. I think the Ravens' offense is going to look even scarier next year, and I think that defense is going to be even stronger. And I think the Ravens have a good chance to knock off the Chiefs next year. I AFC. like the
2: addition of J.K. Oh. Dobbins. I personally would have went with another running back. But if they saw something in J.K. Dobbins, can't really complain on that. But um, I think the Ravens – I have the Ravens getting out of the AFC next year.
1: Yeah, I, do. I think that all three teams we talked about are teams that have legitimate playoff shots next year. I think the Broncos, it definitely is going to depend on the play of Drew Locke and how he uses mm-hmm. the weapons around him. But I think Cowboys and Ravens, there's no excuses. Cowboys, there's no excuse to make the playoffs. And Ravens, I feel like with the team they've built, they need to go Super Bowl or yeah. basically. I mean, they brought in so many defensive players this offseason to help on that D-line. I mean, I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. I don't know about what you guys think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I All right,
1: before we – uh. Before we go any further, should we talk about who we thought had the worst draft. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking weekend.
0: more and more about this, uh, originally I think I, I was stuck on the whole uh, Philadelphia picking up Hearns. I thought that was a terrible pick, but more, more I think about it, I, I feel like the Packers really just that that first round with Jordan Love. It it continues to stick out to me about what this message is to Aaron Rodgers, and I you could have given so much more to work with next season, but I mean. I, I I think it's a terrible draft for them.
1: So, kind of piggybacking off of what Zedrick just said there, obviously the Jordan, one, the Jordan love pick was interesting. But, I mean, this is arguably one of the best wide receiver classes ever, like in the NFL draft. And regardless of whether you want to win now with Rodgers or build for the future, there were so many talented receivers you could have added to this roster to help Devontae Adams. And it didn't have to be a day one receiver. There are receivers into day two and even some steals in day three you could have gone for. And they did not draft a receiver the whole draft. And that, like, regardless of anything else that happened, there's more things they did wrong. But regardless of what else happens, like, not getting a receiver from this draft was a failure from the Packers' part. You need receiver help, and they did not get it. And then you even look a little bit further, and they drafted A.J. Dillon out of Boston College, who I think is a good running back, but they already have Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a Pro Bowl running back. They have a good backup. They just didn't need another running back, and they drafted that instead of a receiver. I don't understand what the Packers' plan was. Maybe (laughs) they'll prove me wrong in the future, but this draft did not make sense to me. Did you guys see You both went Packers? Okay. Yeah. I don't know how you can look past just what kind of draft they have. I mean, unless you were talking about how the Chicago Bears somehow have 10 tight (laughs) ends on their roster. Well, they did have
2: a lot of injuries.
1: You don't need ten tight ends. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't like. I don't get the ten don't tight ends. But ten tight ends in our whole high school program.
0: I didn't,
1: regardless, I mean, of one of the thing one that team.
0: was a huge thing about Jordan Love is, even if for some reason they, well, I, well, the Packers are going to need to draft a QB. I did not think they would need to draft it. This year, because Aaron Rodgers talks about at least playing until he's forty, so that's another four years from now. But the whole thing is, there are going to be more quarterbacks in these next four years that I think will have so much more potential than Jordan Love. And I hundred percent agree. Back to that whole wide receiver. Why are you taking this one quarterback? That's so. There's so many more prospects that can become that are going to go into the draft in these next four years. Why are you taking Jordan Love when you have these opportunities that help build Aaron Rodgers right now? And if it, even and if they have the mind that Aaron Rodgers wants to teach Jordan Love something and just kind of bring him on his wing, which he's not going to do. It, yeah. Even if he's going to try and bring him of his wing and just bring him into the program, you don't need four years for that. It, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. I, they could have waited. If they were to draft a the quarterback, they could really just pull someone late rounds in this draft or they can wait another two years and actually get it when they would probably need one. I just think that's a ridiculous thing.
1: Well I want to give a shout out also talking about the Packers to one of our friends. His name's Rodney Benia and I don't know how he's a Packers fan. He's a Packers football how, fan, how does that tie? Man's never been to what never never been to Wisconsin <laughs> in his life, but he brought an interesting point to me. He asked like why didn't they draft a linebacker? And I was like oh they got Blake Martinez and he was like okay Blake Martinez leaves and then who's left. And I was like, "You have a really good point right there. There were linebacker, like we talked about, Malik Harrison earlier in this podcast. He could have been a guy to take. Pretty sure Patrick Queen was still on the board at their mm-hmm. first round pick. Yeah, they could have taken right. him. Like there were just so like, many literally positionees. I feel like they needed to address. Position. What would have made, made more sense those. to so me? Jordan
2: Love was taken with the twenty sixth pick, right? Twenty third.
1: Twenty
2: third. I'm pretty sure the pay- the Patriots drafted before the Packers. Correct.
1: The Patriots traded out of the first round. Okay.
2: So but was their pick in front of the Packers?
1: I think it was twenty fifth, uh, so I don't think on. it would have happened.
2: I was gonna say I would have I could have seen um it would have made more sense if the Patriots would have picked up someone like Jordan Love or something.
1: I I think I think he's yeah. a better fit in New England than he is in Green Bay. But Richard, who was your worst draft? New,
2: New Orleans, Orleans Saints. Offense? Um they only had four draft picks. Um, They did address some team needs with uh, Cesar Ruiz. Um, He's a center out of um, Michigan. Uh, He was the best center in the draft. He also plays guard, so that's a pretty good thing. Um, They drafted this tight end out of Dayton. Um, I think Adam Adam Trotman. Trotman. There you go. Um, He's a really big receiver. I think... No, that's not the six-seven guy. Um, but he's he had a lot of touchdowns in the red zone last year. Don't ask what source. Um, and then they drafted a quarterback, Tommy Stevenson. Um, never heard of him, but I don't know. I get they drafted him in the seventh round, and then they drafted, uh, which I actually the only pick I think was really good was Zach Bond from Wisconsin, linebacker, um, I thought yeah. that was a really good pick because that was one thing that the Saints needed. They didn't really have a really strong presence as, in linebackers. But just the fact that the Saints only had four picks made me think that, like, that was a pretty bad draft because it's not the – like the quality of like the players, it is the quality of the players, but you also want to draft as many players as you can. And like, I know there's undrafted free agents too, but you want to get those like players and draft them and like, keep them on the roster and like try to develop those young players instead of having the same people on your, on your roster. Cause you never know who you could pick up, but I give the saints, the grade I gave them was a C minus minus. Only because they had like lack of picks, they only had four.
1: I think that's a fair team. The biggest thing, that, the biggest question I have for the Saints is what they're doing in their quarterback room. Obviously, Drew Brees is playing one more year and then he's gone. But behind now, Teddy bridgewater is uh, gone, what Taysom Hill? They have Taysom Hill. They just signed James Winston, and now they draft. Wait, hold James up. Stevens. Repeat that again. It, they have Taysom Hill. They just signed How long James ago was Winston. That? And they just drafted Tommy Stevens.
2: How long ago but, was um, that? I don't understand. Yeah, the
1: Jameis Winston signing—that was really this week. Hold up, I've but, been
2: sleeping um, under a rock then.
1: Yeah, you have that. That that happened, Richard. Jameis Winston's now a Saint. Interesting, sad actually. Jameis Winston, who has never played a down for the New Orleans Saints, has completed more passes to New Orleans Saints players than Taysom Hill. has. Taysom Hill's a <laughs>
2: god though, so.
1: But. But that's the thing: is Taysom Hill be the quarterback of the future? Hell no. Why are they bringing in Jameis Winston and drafting a Taysom? Like okay,
2: Taysom Hill is either. not a pocket like he's not going to throw the ball. Taysom Hill is more of like like a skill kind of guy. He's like Lamar Jackson.
0: You let you look at like you look at his highlights and there's not a single highlight of him throwing the ball. <laughs> <That's> a, he <laughs> doesn't. He doesn't throw, doesn't throw like the, the ball. And he's their quarterback of the future. I don't I understand and, that. And this highlights are literally just him trucking kids. And he, don't get me wrong. He's like – he's low-key an animal,
1: but at the same time, like, they're doing nothing to build this kid. And I get to – James Winston's a very good passer, but I don't want to build my franchise around James Winston this late. The Bucks tried to do that when he was a rookie, and that was a great idea. But now he's an NFL veteran. He's getting on the other side of his prime – I don't think you can build a team around him either. Like, can we just talk about doing. how impressive
2: sure it think. was for Jameis Winston to lead the tu- the league in touchdowns and interceptions?
1: I think that it like that's amazing. <laughs> but like again, that was an <laughs> offense that was very pass heavy. The Saints have Alvin Kamara. It's not that, be that That's props heavy. to the
0: Buccaneers uh, defense, just getting him the ball of that. But like
2: Jameis Winston <laughs> went 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions.
1: <laughs> i i don't understand what the saints are doing in their quarterback room right now i mean obviously one more year drew Brees, but who who do you go to after that it's not Taysom hill i don't think it's james winston and i don't think it's going to be a second year quarterback out of mississippi state no. but i could I be wrong I, but yeah um you want to get well, into how we think our teams yeah. did for those of you who don't know, Richard is a Redskins fan, Cedric a Lions fan, and me a Richard is fan. now uh, Richard, a Redskins fan. Richard, that's, we're, we're declaring he is a Redskins fan. He cannot change that for this season. I was a Redskins but fan Richard, last year. Can you it please, was miserable. Can you please give me Hat. your Chase Young-less Redskins review of their draft? I don't want to hear about Chase Young. Okay,
2: so um, up- their second overall pick, Chase Young, uh, A+. Future Goat, Richard, did you not? Yeah, but him? I chose that, to like, ignore you. Seconds. Okay, hold up. <laughs> hold up, hold up. No, I do. I do. Is. I do. All right,
1: Zedrick, you forgot everyone the else in Chase Young. No, no, you're done. You're
0: done. <laughs> nope, Zedric, talk about yours. No, Richard, do you have anything to say? Okay. I'm, no, not it it I'm not looking up right right it up. I'm not looking it up. I'm trying to pull up something.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. There's oh. no... Zadrick, we may need to like, cut no this. <laughs> oh, my. Richard. All right, so for those of you who don't know, we're going to record today, probably around lunchtime. It's 1030 right now. With think, the you know, guys, second guys,
2: overall pick by the Washington Redskins,
1: they select... Please cut this.
2: Chase Young... Future All Pro, me. All Decade Team. He's gonna shatter all the records. He's, go- he's a future goat. He's gonna be talked about generations from now. He's gonna be an amazing player. Just by that, by itself, the Redskins get an A plus. But if I'm gonna go more into more in depth into that, um.
1: I, I don't know what just happened. The last thirty so on this podcast with
2: uh, in the third round. Um, I really like this pick by the Redskins, Antonio Gibson. He is a well. He he was drafted as a. He went to the combine as a running back, but majority of his snaps are played as a uh, wide receiver, slot receiver specifically. On I, which I thought was pretty cool. On his Instagram bio, I found this really funny. He has um himself listed as a weapon. Um, he doesn't have a position so like he's a weapon that he can be used anywhere around the field um anyways a wide receiver um wide receiver out of uh, liberty antonio gaddy gad ooh, Gadley golden out of liberty um scouts compared him to julio jones just cuz of his body build 64 physical receiver um, if he does turn into Julio Jones, Redskins are going to the Super Bowl. Um, Dwayne Hassan is going to – it's <laughs> Terry McLaurin. And um, this kid this is going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> Underrated pick. This wasn't even a pick. He was drafted. I mean, he was signed after the draft. Thaddeus Moss. Son of Randy oh Moss.
1: I I agree.
2: He's being he's I hate being to say slept this on. I agree
1: with Richard. I, I hate to say this, but I agree with Richard. I think that was a good undrafted free agent signing. I agree that getting Golden out of Liberty was a good pick. I mean, this man, that man, led the NCAA in receiving yards. Yeah. I think almost the whole year. So I think that was a pretty good steal for the Redskins. I agree. I think the Redskins had a pretty good draft overall. Be overall as as grade, the, uh, I give
2: them a B plus.
1: I agree. Um, y'all definitely yes, need to figure do. out your quarterback situation first. But until then, I think you guys are a decent team. uh, Zedrick, uh what the Lions do? you,
0: being a Lions fan all of my life sucks. And Bob Quinn has had some horrendous drafts. But this is not one. This is possibly one of my favorite drafts I've seen from the Lions. And I all in all, I would rate it an A. Now, this is – I started off with Jeff, Jeff Okuda. This is this is one reason why you keep it from being an A One thing is that with Jeff uh Jeff Okuda, I feel like we definitely could have traded back a little bit, but also that's considering that we might not have gotten good enough trades really to want to give up that spot. Even though no one was gonna probably take, or and no one from the early parts of the first round was gonna take, uh, Jeff Okuda from us. But I, I think he fill, he fills in uh, Darius Slay's job real nicely. So I, that, Jeff Okuda, elite talent, that's obviously a great pick. Going into DeAndre Swift, that was one pick that I was a little bit questioning at first. But the more that I think about it, Carryon Johnson's our running back right now. He's not bad, but I think DeAndre Swift just has so much potential and just so much talent that he can just completely change our backfield and being able to run two running backs in the backfield I think that would be just because, become more of a threat, especially since Lions are such a pass-heavy offense right now. I don't know why <laughs> they would be. but Because Matthew Stafford's the GOAT. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but I, I feel like DeAndre Swift, he, he, he's definitely, has, he definitely could be a starting running back next year. And then going more on to that, um, one part of the ball that Detroit struggled on even the most or the most was our defense. And one spot in particular was we had no edge rusher, which is exactly why they picked up Julian Aquara. I don't know how to say his name, Aquara. But I was just reading more into this kid. Don't get me wrong; he's a little bit on the smaller side, but this kid, he's got speed. And granted, he's also coming straight out. He's coming just out of college. So they can easily build on some muscle to this boy. But I think he's got that speed to be a talented edge rusher in the league. Uh, following more, we just got we drafted two more guards. Got a wide receiver in the mix of all that. All in all, I, I'm very happy with the line. Cedric, uh,
2: this is Cedric, is. you know who else is a talented pass rusher? Chase Young. <sighs> I hate this kid.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to go away. Well, let me try and see. I'm going to get, gonna get pissed off. if Chase Young is a team.
2: bust. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I know you are. So, before Richard goes off, we're going to talk about the Panthers draft. Um. Obviously, the Panthers last year were last in the league and points per game. They gave up the most. I think it was like yeah. 29 per game or something like that. So, Matt Rule came into this draft saying they were going to draft all defensive players, and he did just that. Starting with Derek Brown out of Auburn, I love that pick. I think he's the kind of guy you can build your defensive line around. And then if not to solid, solidify that pick, they came right back at number 38 with Itura Grosmatos. I really like that out pick. Out of um, Penn State. Edge rusher, I think it's going to be interesting. He has a chance to be very good. He has a chance to be not as good. It'll be interesting interesting to see how he works out in Carolina. But I think, again, another D-line player. You can't go wrong there. They just got Bravion Roy out of Baylor, who played format rule and nose tackle. So those are three picks right there for the D-line, which we desperately needed to kind of strengthen up. You always have Brian Burns and K1 Short, but you need some more help there. And I'm excited to see what those three guys bring in. And then the rest of the draft is devoted to the secondary. They got two safeties, Jeremy Chinn, and Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson, out of the XFL, played for the Battle Hawks, which I thought was interesting. Um, obviously, the XFL season was cut short, but in the limited season, he had two picks of the Battle Hawks. So I'm excited to see if that transfers to the NFL. Jeremy Chin, a lot of people say, is an underrated pick. And then cornerbacks, they got Troy Pride out of Notre Dame, who's just fast. And then Stanley Thomas Oliver from Florida International, two cornerbacks to kind of solidify their secondary. They obviously have Dante Jackson, but after that, there's not many people. So i would be excited to see how these new guys play in the Carolina secondary. All in all, I would have loved to see them maybe take one offensive lineman, but they said their plan was to take all defense. They stuck to that plan, and I'm happy with it. Question. I really can't complain.
2: Who is the starting quarterback?
1: Okay. Starting and quarterback. And are you confident with that? Uh, I'm going to have to see how he fits in Joe Brady's system. I think Joe Brady and Teddy Bridgewater have worked together in New Orleans. So, I think they'll always have some kind of connection. I think it'll be interesting to see how Teddy Bridgewater does. I mean, he obviously played five games for the Saints last year, went 5-0. and oh, But, I mean, if you watch the film on Teddy, he's not obviously a deep threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's going to make smart throws short. So, I'm excited to see how Joe Brady kind of utilizes that with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not sure. The Panthers are going to be a giant question mark. I don't think they make it out of the NFC Styles just because that division is stacked. But um, I'm excited to see what the kind of changes this year because I definitely need a culture. I my
2: my take is on the whole Carolina situation. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I'm Carolina, I'm building up Will Greer to be the I, I no. That's just my opinion. Yep.
1: I I just. You watch Will Greer last season. He had so many opportunities, and he did not rise to the occasion once. I mean, preseason, it already looked bad, and then you put him in actual NFL games, and it looked even worse. I think there's still time, but I think you cannot put any kind of chips on Will Greer right now. He has to earn that starting time, and he's far from that. It'll be interesting interesting to see how P.J. Walker does in the NFL system. He obviously was the Colts' backup, shined in the XFL, but just how does his XFL game transfer to the NFL? I'll be excited to see how that works out. But for right now, their quarterback's Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm sticking behind him. We'll see how that goes. All right.
2: I think it was kind of silly that you guys traded away um, Kyle Allen, though.
1: I, I don't. I, Kyle Allen was not the answer. I think Kyle
2: Allen. <sighs> what?
1: And y'all are going to be in even worse trouble. But um, before we go down that path, we talk about some notable picks from... Jake Fromm.
2: Bill's Mafia, baby. Get cut.
1: Mm. Jake Fromm. I think, no, I don't think... I think Jake Fromm... This is what I said in our pre-draft podcast. I said Jake Fromm was going to be a backup wherever he went. He's going to be a solid backup to make his NFL career as a backup. And I think Buffalo is a great place to do that. Obviously, it's going to be cold, whatever else, but He's going to kind of get to be with Josh Allen, who's also a young quarterback. Um, and I think it's just a good spot for him to just kind of work on his game. There's not going to be a lot. There's not a lot of media in Buffalo, not a lot of expectations. It'll give him a chance to work on his game. I think the reason he fell so far was his combine performance. His arm didn't look strong. His 40 was slow. But um, I think Buffalo's going to give him a chance to kind of just be himself and work on his game without a lot of pressure or media attention.
0: Yeah, we lost Richard.
1: Yeah. Did we lose Richard?
0: It was probably for the better.
1: All right. Well, we just we lost Richard from the podcast. That was intentional because of all the Chase Young talk. But um, maybe we'll talk about just some funny things from the draft. I like yeah. Bill Belichick's <laughs> dog, just sitting there in the draft room. I think that see, was hilarious.
0: So one thing that I was watching, I forget if who when did when did Jalen Hearns get drafted? Was it second or third round?
1: Uh. I think it's second or third. I because, actually want to talk about Jalen Hurts. And because second, I go was just gonna say point. I was,
0: I was, I wasn't actually watching the draft. I was just looking at the whole results afterwards. And you know, uh, eat mm-hmm. that blank four four five. D- do you know I'm talking about? He's the one, um, uh, big fat dude in his room that's always he's a, he's the big Philly fan. Oh yeah, I yeah, was I know, watching I his live about, yeah. stream, and oh look, you I was mm-hmm. I was watching his live stream. And he, he, I, I just tuned in right for the uh, Phillies pick. This man <laughs> was not happy at all with that Jalen Hearns pick. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you, you eat that 4 4 5. You know EDP? what I'm talking about, Richard? Yeah. EDP. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tuned in for his live stream right where they were picking Jalen Hearns. And let me tell you this <laughs> man. Was not. I didn't. I didn't see the initial reaction of the Phillies. Phillies fan base, but taking it from their savior right there. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that pick. What, what do y'all? Okay.
2: Think? I want to hear Max. I'm going to say this. I'm going to give this takeout, and I want to hear what Max's reaction is. I think either by sometime this year or sometime next year, Jalen Hurts will take Carson Wentz's starting spot.
1: Really? Well, Honestly, I'm the not sure. Right so, even...
2: Jalen Hurts, yeah.
1: Well, I, well, Jalen Hurts. Josh McCown was Josh like 50-something. Kind of so. No, he retired. So it is Jalen Hurts now. But So there are two big things. Number one, Carson Wentz is obviously injury-prone. He's had him the last two years. So that could definitely give Jalen Hurts a big moment to shine. But the biggest thing to come out of that is a lot of reports are the Eagles are gonna use some quarter- some I sort of two that. quarterback system yeah. with Hurts and Wentz. So I don't know how that's gonna work, but I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm gonna keep my eyes on that no, Philly for that exact reason. I think Jalen Hurts I think Jalen Hurts could get his time, especially if Carson Wentz gets hurt. I'm not sure if he's gonna be their starter anytime soon. But if Carson Wentz gets hurt, honestly, you never think, know. I, I, so. they
0: probably this probably just didn't happen because they couldn't come to an agreement. But if Jameis Winston – if he signed with Philly, I think that would have been such a better move than draft your Hurts if that was even in, like – if that was even in, th- like, any sort of, like, processing before this draft. Um,
1: I mean, I still I like the Jalen Hurts pick. I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He's definitely mature. I mean, playing under Nick Saban and Lincoln Riley, it's hard to play under two better coaches in your college career. But um, I think it would be interesting to see, like I said – Carson Wentz has a lot uh, of injury yeah, issues. Big, yeah. So maybe Jalen Hurts gets his time to shine there. I think Hurts is in a position where he can definitely take over the city if he if it comes to that. I think he definitely is Carson Wentz's team right now. Jalen Hurts but is Jalen just Hurts a is natural born leader. I think soon. that
2: he could win over a locker room. And I don't really see well, it's not Carson Wentz's fault that his receivers suck and he had Nelson Aguilar as his number one receiver. And he literally drops everything. But I think that – I just think Jalen Hurts is more of a leader and can win over a coaching staff, which I think is why he could become the starter.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see. Like I said, I think there's a lot to figure out in Philly right now. I definitely think Carson Wentz is the guy. If they go with a two-quarterback system, I want to see how that looks. But um, I don't either. I don't mind the Jalen Hurts pick, honestly. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure exactly what the Eagles needed in the draft. They needed receivers, they and they the did address that. And Jalen Hurts, they did get receivers, and yeah. I feel like Jalen Hurts is not the worst backup quarterback in the world either. So I think I'm I think I'm i okay with the Jalen Hurts pick. Mister um, Irrelevant this year, if I'm not mistaken, yes. was Tay Crowder out of Georgia. Correct. Um, I think you went to the Giants, right? So that was just another notable pick. Um, well, I have one more from the draft. Notable that you guys
2: had Jacob Jacob Eason. Go ahead. Correct. To the Colts. Because I think Jacob what Eason has um the opportunity to learn under Philip Rivers, which I think Philip Rivers I, he signed a one-year contract, one or two years I don't,
1: I it th- was, a, it's it short will, it long term.
2: I think Jacob Eason is the quarterback of the future for the Colts. Yeah, just if he if he could if he could learn under I think Jacob Eason. I agree with that. Other than Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason was put in the second best situation um, for quarterbacks just because he could learn under Philip Rivers, who doesn't have that much time left in the NFL. So and he's not getting thrown into the fire like he can. Sit back and like learn in the quarterback room and like take his time in practice to like really get his like footwork and like just learn football, learn the system. Um, so I think uh, he was put in a good situation. So Jacob Easton to the Colts, I thought was a really good pickup for the Colts.
1: I mean, I think that that's I didn't even think about that, Richard, but I think that's actually a very good, um. Like reasoning right there, I agree. It's just so tough to win an indie. That's the only thing that I'm going to hold against him. But um, I think he could be a very good quarterback. Uh, I think learning under Philip Rivers for years is going to be good. I think there's a chance depending on how Philip Rivers does, yeah. you may see some Jacob in action in his rookie year. I don't think it's going to be a lot, but I think we could see some of him. So, but I think that was a really good um pick by God, you. Richard, Richard you making a up. smart comment
2: only when it comes to football. That's it. I know
1: it's weird. Yeah, uh, thank you. Is there anything else we want uh, to cover from the say, NFL I'm draft, good. boys? Yeah, I'm good. Well, Richard?
2: Unless you want me to talk about Chase Young. Uh,
1: well, I, let's pray okay. we get – no, I definitely don't. Let's all pray we get an NFL season this year. Um, I just – I really hope so because I think it's going to be interesting to see how some of these I'm excited do. for
0: my Lions, man. Um,
1: yeah, so you guys – yeah, Lions. I think all three of our teams. I think did the Lions, a Lions have a needs. shot. The playoffs. this year, um, maybe. I'm excited to
0: see if they can outdo the Vikings.
1: Maybe. Maybe nah, you got the, the Vikings, Vikings and the Packers, and the Packers. Packers out of that one. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers team. I don't
2: know. Team. about
1: hey, that.
0: did last season.
1: Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Actually, and Packers Aaron Jones. I like that lineup.
0: Crusty. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited to see what the NFC South looks like next year. you got the Saints, Falcons, and Buccaneers, all like three loaded teams ready to compete for that. So I think the NFC South is going to be a very fun division to watch next year. I think my Panthers are going to get roughed up a little bit, but I'm excited to see how they develop. But I think either one of those three teams could make the playoffs. I think all three could make yeah, the playoffs, yeah, especially with I the think they will. playoffs expanding. Well, that was the red shirted podcast discussing the 2020 NFL draft. I'm sad really we didn't be in Vegas really, oh and like the players getting on boats and driving to the podium, but um, it's coming back in 2021. I think I could have that wrong, no, but I think like, it's, it's 2022. 22. 21.
2: So hopefully, we... he yeah, yeah, Roger 22. Goodell said that no, next year's draft but, will be um, in Las Vegas.
1: Roger Goodell said that, da- that Dallas was going to receive the 2020 NFL draft, but when they actually like look back at it, I'm pretty sure they mentioned. Oh 2020, well, then he said it's the wrong thing city next year, I think. But regardless of what year and what team it is, I hope we get another Vegas draft. I think that'd be interesting. Um, I'm not sure if virtual drafts for the future just yet, but regardless, it was a fun draft, a lot of interesting picks. Uh, I think we honestly did a very good job of covering it for our short time on this podcast. But um, thank you guys for listening. Definitely stay tuned. We're going to cover The Last Dance, episode three and four, soon. And uh, for the Red Shirt Podcast, I'm Max. Shut up. Thank you guys for listening.